Many of us have built successful careers in industries that we no longer feel connected to. When we let ourselves daydream, we imagine doing something very different. Yet, our inner critics immediately stop us in our tracks with messages like, you're way too old to do this, or you don't have enough experience, or you're too young to make this kind of change. Or your inner critic might say, you won't make enough money, or people won't understand why you're giving up something so stable. In this next Get Coached episode, meet Jean Griffin. Jean is a talented interior designer who has built up a very successful practice over the past 10 years. Yet two years ago, Jean had an awakening that opened her up to a whole new calling. If you're someone who's been contemplating a career change but feels a little bit stuck, this is the episode for you. Join us as we coach Jean through the fears and resistance that hold her back from embracing the huge opportunity in front of her. Well, welcome everybody to our Get Coach series on Inside Journey podcast. We are so thrilled today to have our guest, Jean Griffin, on because when she reached out, she described a situation that both Kim and I hear all the time as well, which is I've been doing something for 15 plus years. I'm making great money. I'm established in the in the industry and it's not my calling. <laughs> it's not my calling. I have something else that is calling to me, but who am I to make that leap? How can I do it? I'm too old to do it. All these things that everyone says when they have this awakening happen. And so we thought it would be really, really interesting to have Jean come on and just tell a little bit about her situation and then have Kim and I coach her through some of these obstacles she may be facing so that she can get into this calling that she is being so drawn towards. So Jean, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, Jean, it's, it's, I, I've loved our, our prep conversations and I'd love for you to recap for our listeners, you know, where are you today and, and what is the big hurdle that you're, you know, you're trying to overcome? Johanna said in the intro, I have been an interior designer for about 15 years, working both in the construction remodeling space, as well as furnishing about Eight years ago, I went off on my own. So I'm an entrepreneur and have my own business um, most of the time doing everything myself and have done, you know, finger quote, well, I all the things that I thought I needed to have and do to feel successful. I've had, I've made the money. I've had the office. I've had the assistance. I've been published. I've won awards, all those things. Yet in December, 2018, I hit a roadblock or I hit a wall that I knew had been coming. I was working 24 seven and hadn't taken breaks. And at the same time, my marriage was falling apart and had no support and didn't even know how to ask for support. And my body literally shut down, literally shut down. Wow. That is extreme. So can you tell us, take us back to that moment where you realized that you weren't necessarily in the right line of work and you had that sort of aha moment that you talked about? In hindsight, I realized I was really caught up in my ego. I, I For years, probably about 
four years leading up to when (laughs) my whole being just kind of shut down from overwork, from not eating right, from not sleeping. I knew like deep inside myself, I wasn't enjoying the work. I wasn't bringing the same passion. I didn't feel the same creativity. I felt like I was swimming upstream. I was resenting my clients. Like everything just felt like an ask. I was avoiding emails. And, and the, one of the biggest things also was it just felt like I came into the business with a real heart about service and creating beautiful spaces that would enhance people's lives through the way that they connect and move through a space and how a space can reflect the life that you want. And I found myself just selling chairs and sofas. And that really wasn't aligned with the biggest core reason of why I entered the business. And 12 years in or 14, 15 years in, I got further and further and further where I'd forgotten that. And my focus was really on, okay, how much money can I make? How much can I get off of this design agreement? How much, and it was all money focused. And yeah. So so Jean, tell, tell our listeners what's, what's the new, what's the new calling? What's the new field of work you want to get into? So kind of just a quick transition when I had this awakening, when I, when everything shut down, I went into a treatment program, um, about an eight, 10 week outpatient treatment program and was one of the best things that's ever hardest thing, but best things that's ever happened to me. And during that treatment program, I found my voice at first, I was very self-conscious because I'm professional and my life is fine. I'm married. And, you know, like I was having, a, I was still seeing my life as good and fine. But then I started to speak my truth. And I noticed that there were other people who were very disengaged, you know, literally like with their hoodies on looking down. And I would speak something that was just true to my experience and their heads would pop up and there'd be eye contact. And, and so all of a sudden the whole dynamic of every group that I was in changed and people started participating and sharing. And and I only know this because afterwards when I was leaving, other facilitators of the program and therapists and even other patients who had been there before I arrived said, like, you brought so much to this. And whatever it was about the way I was communicating and the way that I was telling my story and relating and even engaging other people, even noticing even facilitating to a certain degree, if I saw someone else about to say something and the therapist who was leading the group, I would say, oh, it looks like Lisa has something. <laughs> you started to go facilitate. It's the bossy part of me. I can't help it. So I just, I felt like my heart, I didn't know what was happening, but for the first time in my life, I felt like my head, my crown chakra, my heart, everything, I felt completely wide open and an energy rushing through me that I had never felt before, that had nothing to do with ego, that had nothing to do with what I look like, where I work, what I drive, what I wear. It was this this feeling of like, this is what I want to do, but I didn't know what it was. But I remember praying and saying, God, whatever this is, like if there's a world that I could make money doing something like this, please tell me what it is. And that was, yeah. So that was January, 2019. And so powerful when you get in touch with the purpose, right? Like the work that you want to do and the meaning that you want your work to have. And a lot of people struggle with that. And Johanna and I often help clients discover that, but it sounds like for you, you had this experience where you got so crystal clear on Not so much how, like what does it could actually look like, but like the kind of the kind of experience you wanted to be having with clients. The feeling. And I felt like everything up to that point in my life had been very 
intellectually and ego driven, like, okay, what is the thing that will kind of create this structure that I'll feel good about the way it looks. And it was all very kind of structured and, and this, this was hard. This heart was opening heart. And I had no idea. It was just like, I want that feeling. I didn't know the job. It wasn't like, yeah. I want that job. It was like, I want this feeling. Uh, so fast forward to today, it sounds like you have this opportunity to actually build a bridge from your interior design business into a business partnering with, with very high level facilitators doing this work with universities. And there's, there's tangible things you need to build, but there's also internal things you need to build. So Jean, when you think about leaving this industry that you know, like the back of your hand for something new, what's the biggest fear that comes up? There are, there are several fears. To add to the mix of the story, I am recently divorced. So that same January 2019 that I was in treatment program, my husband and I sold our house and we ended a 25-year marriage. And this past year, February 2021, I turned 55. And so I have a lot of head trash, a lot of stories of, I have less time in front of me than I have behind me. I have a lot of identity, like an identity crisis. And how do I explain to people, oh, I was a successful interior designer, but now I'm going into facilitation and communication and people are like, huh? (laughs) You know, and, and how do I explain that? And also the financial risk. I, I'm, single. I I don't have that safety net that I have before. So being 55, starting a new venture and doing it on my own. So I'm too old. Let's just make it harsh. I'm too old to make a change. Yeah. I'm not going to make enough money. Right. And how the hell do I even explain this to people? People are going to think I'm insane. Yeah. No one's going to take it seriously. Right. Is one of those louder than the other, or are they all kind of competing for space? They're, they're all pretty competing, and and even with the people, and even with the people who I fear will think I'm insane. It's not only the people who know me now, but as I transition into the new, the people who mm-hmm. might hire me or talk to me, they're going to be like, "So you're an interior designer, and you right. want to." us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you let that, those stories just like percolate in your mind, how does it affect you? How does it affect, you know, your ability to pursue this new endeavor? People talk about fight and flight. And one that I recently heard about that I think added to the apps is freeze. And I'm a freeze person. Mm. I sleep, I overeat, I drink more than I should. I do all the things to distract and bury myself from my feelings, to disconnect from my feelings and to avoid the dreams, to avoid taking steps to do things that can keep me moving. I hide. Yeah. Well, one thing I think that is always so helpful is you don't have to do this cold turkey, Jean. You can build a bridge because the bottom line is, is you have a thriving interior design business that still is bringing in money, correct? It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you live in Washington, D.C. area. You have a lot of expenses. You have a practical life, but you can build this bridge slowly but surely. But if the fear is there so, so thick, there is no way that you're going to put one boulder in front of the other in that bridge. It's just going to stay an unmade bridge, right? Right. Yeah. So, Kim, what what fear, What when you heard her three, the age, the money... And the how do how the hell do I describe myself to other people on both sides? What one what one do you want to work with her? I, I guess I'd say Jean. Which one do you want to work with? I mean, to me, the the common denominator is like I can't do it. Yeah, I think I think the common denominator is fear, fear of the unknown, 
fear, failure, face, and being who true. Am I to do it? <laughs> yeah, who am I? To, like being true to myself and being audacious and bold and brave, and not feeling that I have to explain myself. So, Jean, I think it'd be really interesting for our listeners to work the the belief that you're too old to make this change because. Yeah. Kim and I work with people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and every single one of those decades, they feel like they're too old to make the leap. Right, right. So this is a go-to sabotage our inner critic uses to stop us from making change in our life. Absolutely no doubt, you're too old. Mm -hmm. So when you think the thought, I'm 55, I'm too old to make this leap, how does that make you feel? It Again, it paralyzes me. It makes me feel like a fraud. It makes me feel stupid. It makes me feel like... I don't know, like a failure, like, like that kind of person that I'll go to parties and people are going to be like, that's Jean, you know, she's, she's 55 and has decided that she's going to go in a new business. What a dummy, you know, like, what's she thinking? She should have just stayed with what she, you know, what is wrong with her? That's a big one. Yeah. Like I'm dumb. Like I'm going to be that person that's going to have to rent a room in my friend's basement. Oh my gosh. Yeah, their dogs for a living or something at 60. <laughs> As we look at you in that gorgeous apartment that you're sitting in, when you're telling yourself and you're feeling like you're going to be a failure or you feel stupid, like you said, how does that affect how you show up and how you pursue this new venture? I don't. <laughs> I procrastinate. I have opportunities to work with people and with one small group, and I I don't proactively do things as big as I could to participate more and learn more. So I just show up and kind of do enough. And I have workshops that I'm doing online, certification workshops and books, and I avoid them. Yeah. I haven't haven't opened the book for weeks. I've missed two of the classes. Does it affect your language? Does it affect the way when you you hear yourself talking about this new venture that you want to pursue? And, and that fear is totally in the driver's seat. Do you hear your, like, do you sound different in terms of the way you're talking about it? I do. I think it's an interesting question. I think it's, I shift to a place of where I think I sound like I'm asking permission. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So it sounds something like, oh, I'm pursuing facilitation. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of pursuing facilitation. I'm not quite sure. It's like this reticence, right? Exactly. So Jean, what's so interesting is facilitation and leading groups and evoking emotion and all this awakening you felt, why is being 55 absolutely integral to this work you want to do? Why is having age under your belt going to help you as a practitioner, facilitator, and wisdom worker? Okay. That that question alone, coaching's done. I get it. <laughs> no, I mean, that was such a, such a huge shift, such a huge shift because I'm like, light bulb, my heart opened up. Cause I feel like you can't see me, but like, I'm sitting kind of hunched. And the minute you asked that, like my shoulders went back and it's wisdom. I mean, I have been through so much, I mean, not just in my age, but just the, the variety of things that I have experienced in life and that a lot of people would have no idea. I mean, from trauma to abuse to, I mean, you name it that. So I have huge empathy, huge compassion, really strong intuition and amazing, amazing wisdom. 
I think it's one of the best things on your resume is your age, your life journey, the amount of experiences you've had actually is why I would want to hire you. For sure. I wouldn't want to hire a 25-year-old for this type of work. And by the way, the way that you were just speaking, there was no asking for permission. There was so much passion and conviction. I could feel your energy across the video screen of why you believe it. Yeah. And, And the other thing that I wanted to add to it also, which I think really comes with age is I'm truly interested in other people. I'm not at a place in my life anymore where I'm like, well, I, where I ask a question really so I can answer it for other people. Like I'm truly, I've really learned to listen and I have a true curiosity that I didn't have when I was younger and and an understanding of an emotional intelligence and emotional regulation that I didn't have when I was younger. I mean, the whole thing is such a compelling story that you've you've grown and learned from interior design tremendously. You know how to run a business. You know how to make your own money. You know you know a lot, right, business-wise. Right. And you need business sense in facilitation to do your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this level of work requires wisdom and ex- life experience. And at my age, I feel like I'm finally ready to do it. I'm kind of role-playing for you, but I can imagine yeah. at a dinner party or with colleagues, like, why now? This is exactly why now. It right. completely flips that fear on its head. Yeah. I feel like I've been through so many different things and I've done different things. And when I talk about this in a environment like this, where I feel safe and I don't have to explain myself too much. I feel like everything that's happened to me and everything I've done is coming into a funnel and is leading to this. Like it all makes sense that every single thing I've experienced, good or bad, makes sense now. Yes. And I always tell my clients, like as much as you're, when you're preparing for a a meeting with a prospect or a company that may hire you, or you're about to do a facilitation class and you're going to have to introduce yourself, whatever those situations are where you need to prepare a little bit, what to say, just as important, if not more important than what you're going to say is your mental prep is getting in this headspace right now, not in the headspace you were in 15 minutes ago where you were like, I'm 55, who am I to be doing this? But in the space that's like every experience in my life has prepared me for this new adventure that I'm about to embark upon. Right. It totally comes through in how you communicate and how you present yourself and how you talk about what you want to do. That's interesting because a lot of times I can't see myself and especially with COVID, I'm alone a lot. So I don't, I don't have the opportunity to see myself. So it's, it's really great having this conversation and, and having that mirror held up to be told like, this is what I sound like. This is what I look like. That's yeah. so beautiful. So now that you have a little bit of a total mindset shift around, this is one of my greatest assets is my age and life wisdom. What do you feel you're ready to do towards this new profession that you haven't done yet, Jean? Like if you were to name for our listeners, one or two things that you're going to take action on starting today or tomorrow, what would it be? I need to follow through. I need to read the books. I need yes. to finish the courses um, because part of when I'm talking to other people, they'll start asking questions about the field or about my role. And I don't have the answers. So I know that it would build a lot of confidence if at least I knew the language of what it is that I want to do. (laughs) So, because I know it, I know it big picture and I know it on an emotional level, but there's a whole vocabulary that I need to learn. And there's a whole process that needs to be learned. And I, I really believe strongly if I continue or when I continue with the learning, it will, it will build on itself. The the confidence of the knowledge will build on itself and make conversations easier. 
and, and even conversations within myself. Yeah. And it's so amazing that all of this energy that was being spent on like holding you back Mm -hmm. and you know, the fear, once you've released that and you've really stepped into like clarity around why this is the right time for you. Now all that energy can be spent being creative and thinking about what's my pitch and how am I going to differentiate myself? And what do I want my website to look like? Or all of those kinds of, what are the mentors that I want to start working with? Like action is your medicine right now, Jean. Action is your medicine. And when, you know, and for everyone listening to the fear is always going to be there. So it's going to come up in a different way. So it's not your age today. It's that you, you, you know, you won't make money or all of that. It's the practice is I have been awakened. There is something calling to me. Of course, I'm afraid I'm a normal person. What is the fear and how can I build a bridge to make money? You have business coming in. So there's something else with your design business that you need to do. If you were to take one action to kind of refine or taper down your design business so that you can have space for this new calling, what's one action you can take in your design business to prepare? Hmm. Well, I've kind of started and my hand was forced a little bit with COVID and also with kind of the breakdown breakthrough is when I hit that wall, I realized working the way I was working isn't sustainable. And so I've been a lot more discerning about the kind of clients that I take and I'm not taking on as much work. And if it means that I have to find another kind of work to supplement. Um, I've drastically, I've also drastically, drastically, drastically shifted my lifestyle, which again, COVID has helped because I don't need clothes, <laughs> you know, but um, so, and I'm not going out to eat. So, so I've made really big lifestyle choices from a different kind of car to, I mean, everything, which makes me realize that I'm actually making more money than I realized. So I do have space in my schedule. It's just, it's just my own excuses and procrastination and fear. And it sounds like because you're so clear on your, on what you're going to do next, and you're so excited about it, it suddenly gives you permission to say no to the interior design jobs that come your way that are just not going to support you in pursuing this new thing. So if a, if an opportunity comes along where they want your design consultation and you can do it from home and it's your time and you're not selling couches and chairs, like you said before, um, right? then yeah. And maybe you even raise your rate a little bit. Cause you say, you know what? I did also. So attached. Good for you. Good Which for I've you. also done. So, so it's, it's like, and, and also not only raise it, but it's non-negotiable. Like it's a red flag. If someone tries to lower, say, oh, can you do just this? No, I'm not the right fit. I, mean, I, I honestly think sometimes saying yes to something new helps us rebalance what we're already in because what do we got to lose? You know, if you're not trapped in design business anymore, Jean, so you can start to have more courageousness around making these decisions because you're moving on to something else. You know what I mean? Right. So I say, keep on working both. Keep on becoming more discerning, saving money, all that in your current world. Mm-hmm. work your fear. And then you finish that book. Like this okay. month, you finish the book, you finish your facilitation classes. I think it'd be great to reach out to these partners that want you to join their team on a right. weekly basis, start getting drumbeat phone calls in, start asking about current bit. Like you start showing initiative and right. you're going to be, you're going to be in front of a room cl- like quicker than you even know. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And anytime <laughs> that fear like rears its ugly head, I mean, basically the question that Johanna asked you where the light bulb went off is she just took that fear and she turned it on its head. Who am I, right, to do this business? Why is 55 the absolute right time to be doing this business? Right. I need to write that down because it's, that was, that was. You need yeah, to make a was, poster. 
Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love a vision board with that. <laughs> yes. Oh my yeah. gosh, Jean. Well, I have a feeling that you've helped a lot of people by sharing oh, your situation. Wow. So thank you for being so forthcoming and honest and vulnerable with your fear. And, and we can't wait to see what continues to unfold in your work. It's going to be big. Wow. Yeah. Thank you both so much. Thank you. I'll keep I you posted. Have, <laughs> I want to have you back on our podcast when you've launched this new career. So that okay. <laughs> Sounds great. I would love that. That's all for now. If you are inspired by this podcast, hop on over to InsideJourney.com for more episodes and to learn about our work with leaders and teams. And make sure to subscribe to InsideJourney.com so you never miss an episode. As Brene Brown wisely said, when we deny our stories, they define us. When we own our stories, we get to write a brave new ending. We couldn't agree more. Own your story. Love your story. Share your story. You never know who it can inspire. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait for more juicy conversations with you next month.